Foodie Films is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Hey there, foodie fans, and welcome back to another episode of Foodie Films. Of course, this is your host, your chef de cinema cuisine, Kyle Reinfried. What's going on? What's happening? How are you? Happy New Year! Happy New Year! No, that's not how it goes. But anyway, last time I spoke to you was... Well, it, it was the episode that came out on Christmas. So yeah, this is the first episode to come out after the New Year. We are in a new year, obviously. A new decade. 2020, we are in the... What is this? What is this? decade going to be called. It was the Roaring Twenties. I have no idea what this one's going to be called. I'm uh, looking forward to finding out. But I had a lovely new year. I went down to Marco Island. That's uh, located off the west coast of Florida. And I haven't been to Florida in a little over five years. Last time I went down, I went to the Keys, Key Largo, Marathon, Key West. Had a great time there. Very different vibe from Marco Island. Marco Island, there were six of us that went down, all of the ripe age of 30 to 32, and I think we brought the plain age average down to 60. Yes, the snowbirds were flying down. They spent Christmas and Hanukkah with all their relatives, and now they're flocking on down to Florida. But uh, I, I I had a lovely time. And it was just three awesome beach days. And the first night, I mean, we went out. I had grouper every day, a grouper sandwich every day, different styles of grouper from different places. Last time I ate grouper was when I went to the Bahamas. You guys know all about that, when I went to the Bahamas for Top Chef finale. And uh, I didn't eat, you know, this was just three days, so my stomach didn't get irritated like eating three weeks of fried grouper down in the Bahamas, so that was, uh, that was delightful, that was lovely. There we go with the word lovely again. Maybe that's my 2020 motto. Lovely, by Kyle Reinfried. Anyway, uh, yeah, Florida was great, Marco Island was great, beach was great, trying to think. Went to a brewery, Marco Island Brewery, I believe it was called. Pretty original name. Uh, they had like four four beers, four, you know, four original drafts. Okay, they're okay. But then I, it was the first time ever I've seen the option for a flight for like domestic beers like Bud Light, Coors, Michelob. Uh, it was it was interesting. I mean, to to each their own. I guess that's a cool option if you just want to have a little bit of each of those beers. But as far as a brewery goes. Not terribly impressive, but uh, but th- but forget about that brewery. This episode, this episode, it's all about Hermit Thrush. Yes, Hermit Thrush in Brattleboro, Vermont. I sit down with Avery Schwank, co-founder, vice president, and brewer. He's a really cool guy. We laugh a lot. This was a fun one. He's a cool dude. Um, I'm just really excited because. This is the first brewery we're covering via, you know, First Cut. So it's a brewery. Uh, you'll hear all about it in the episode, but a little, little history. I visited it uh, two summers ago. You know, not this past summer, the summer before. And they do all sours. And it's a lot of sours, and I love sours. And this is just Avery kind of guiding me through and maybe explain to some of you guys what sours are all about and 
just you got to get up to Brattleboro, Vermont. Even this time, if you snowboard, perfect time of year. Or, you know, ski, perfect time. I don't do. I don't go down hills fast, so I'm. I, I enjoy it much more in the summertime. But uh, just a really great brewery, really intimate. Everyone's incredibly friendly because, you know, it's Vermont, which is practically Canada. But we recorded this in their gallery, which is down the hallway, just very, uh, very close to their bar. So forgive hearing people in the background. But, you know, it's people having a good time enjoying this delicious beer. So here we go. Here's me and Avery talking the good talk. Boy, well, we're just going to hop right into this. (laughs) Sounds good to me. Yeah, that's, I think, one of my favorite beers we put out this year. Yeah, what it, so what is this called again? That's uh, Estate Bridal Beer. State Bridal Estate, Beer. Yeah, like oh, estate, from, from estate. our from oh, the land because, that we are. Yeah, all right, yeah. so and now Joan, because we're, we're, we're in it now. We're, oh, we're recording. I, I, I read that you were a radio man in college. So I, you're familiar yeah, with the Chris and I both read, uh, worked in radio. That's how we met. Not yeah. worked. I guess we were yeah. volunteer student radio, but that's we took awesome. our jobs very seriously. I just did that. There's a, you know, so I'm from Jersey and there's a Fairleigh Dickinson University and mm-hmm. they have a station that they share with from, I don't know what time in the morning they start, maybe 6 a.m. Yeah. Um, to 4 p.m. and then they have to hand it over to, they share it with NYU for oh, some reason, sure. the okay. station. Yeah, why not? But um, I guessed it on it and it's an all oldies station, so I had a blast because huh. I came up with like a playlist for like 50 minutes of music. Yeah. It was really fun. That's uh, great, yeah. Yeah, but so, and, uh, Joan, who has just uh, set this up, put us in contact. What what position is it? Uh, Joan's our tasting room manager and okay. kind of filler of gaps here at the yeah. brewery. So she actually started out as one of our brewers um, and then just kind of wanted to get more involved in the nitty-gritty of business side. So she's awesome. kind of stepped away from production more actively and now is you know, doing a lot of our events and coordination and Very cool. uh, does a lot of talking about our beer around places. Yeah, so yeah. I obviously have to thank her for setting this up, getting us you know, uh, talking, yeah, so and then obviously for, for bringing out. this uh, delicious beer right here. Yeah. So cheers. So I think this is the first time that I'm drinking on, uh, which is proper. Yeah. This is the first time <laughs> I'm talking with uh, a brewmaster. So if it, for the people right now, give them, uh, we're, we're at Hermit Thrush Brewery in yep. Brattleboro, Vermont. Correct. And uh, give us your, I guess, your name, your title. Yeah, I'm uh, Avery Schwenk, co-founder of Hermit Thrush Brewery. Uh, we've been open for just over five years now. Was, yeah, you're one bartender when I came yeah. in and said it's your fifth anniversary. Yeah, November, anniversary. the Saturday, or Saturday before Thanksgiving is when we opened five years ago. There you go. Yeah, we've done a lot of expansion and developing a product since then yeah. uh, and it's been fantastic yeah like uh like i told you guys and and you guys if you if you're if you listen to all the episodes of foodie films shane kelly who i had on for the roadhouse episode we co- <laughs> yes we covered that movie <laughs> nice. it's one of the drinking movies we covered thus far you know classic movie patrick the late patrick swayze and uh he lives uh i think technically bondville but it's at the oh, bottom north, you, yeah. yeah you know the Seven Eleven that's right by uh the access road to stratton yeah He's the other corner, right oh. there. <laughs> I have no idea. He had, technically the front of his property is commercial real estate. So if you ever want a little pop-up stand, that's commercial right oh, there. I'll keep that in mind. There you go. It's right there by Stratton Mountain. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I came up. I haven't been up here in almost a year. It's just like mm-hmm. this year. Past year was crazy, and I don't. I'm not a winter activities person. Gotcha. But uh, but I like coming up here in the summer, and I came up here. Two summers ago, and Shane knows my love of sours, and he's like, "Well, we gotta go to this place because that's what they do." You read? Have you seen the back of our hoodies? No, no. Let me see it. Yes, they're all sour. There you go. That's perfect, and it's the correct there. That would have been bad if it's. <laughs> I'm a yes, they for, are uh, for that. But yeah, no, uh, we've been making all sours pretty much since we started. Uh, we had thought yeah. initially we were going to be doing some Belgian styles, but really. Um, Chris, my business partner and our mm-hmm. brewmaster, is the uh, makes excellent sours, and that's what I love to drink. So we just, it we weren't sure whether people were going to be ready for a brewery with all sours. Yeah, just it's been a great reception. For how, the last yeah, five years. How, I mean, how did that begin? Like, what what made you? So you guys are buddies from college. Yeah, and then where where did where did you grow up? I grew up in southeast Minnesota. Spent some time oh, in Western okay. Mass in school, and then uh, Chris and I met at uh, college outside Philadelphia in Swarthmore. And what were you studying there? Uh, I was actually in physics and music. Oh, so uh, exactly. And he was Chinese and uh, psychology. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Oh, so, so exactly. Very background. Exactly what you studied to get into the uh, brewery game. Exactly. So uh, actually, after <laughs> after school, we both were in different careers. He was working as a social worker. I was a paramedic. Wow. And looking for kind of a change of pace, wanted to get out of the city. Both yeah. had really good experiences in Vermont previously. Yeah. Uh, and so we were actually driving up to Vermont every other weekend when I was off work to okay. just come out and do like job interviews and check out towns around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so Chris had been homebrewing for many years at that point. Had done some apprenticeships at larger breweries. We'd always talked about, you know, in the back of our minds, looking at having, a, you know, opening something up. And because I'd yeah. always loved his sours, I'd help him with packaging and uh, quality control with his homebrew as we call it. <laughs> uh, and I think on one of those trips, just we pitched the idea of opening up a brewery up here and loved, loved Brattleboro. So everything's kind of fell into place within six months. Yeah, this is a yeah. cool little, I mean, is it considered a city? Does it have a city? Is, is it a city? It's a town. A town. Town, town of Brattleboro. Yeah, there's not too many cities in Vermont. Yeah. Brattleboro's one of the larger towns. Yeah, what, yeah. you go as far as cities? Rutland, is that a city? Rutland is a yeah. city. Bennington, I believe, Bennington. is a city. Okay. Burlington. Burlington, yeah. yeah. That's up north. Montpelier City. Yeah. Yeah. I would hope the capital. Yeah. I Beautiful that. capital. Yeah. Smallest state capital in the country. Oh, wow. Fun yeah. facts. Also the one without, one without a McDonald's. Without McDonald's? There's no McDonald's in Montpelier. Wow. Yeah. There we go. Everything is craft up here. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that, that has to be said. We're in Vermont. Like, how many other states really, as far as, not that it is a competition, but it, it is. It is. Exactly. It is. <laughs> Everything becomes a competition. I mean, this is a mecca. This state is a mecca when it comes to craft beer. Oh, yeah. Right? Absolutely. Most breweries per capita of anywhere in the country. Wow. That's partly because we have a small population, but also because we just have a ton of great breweries. Yeah, it's like here, I mean, out in Oregon. Mm-hmm. In Min- uh, Minnesota's doing Minnesota's okay for doing, itself. Yeah. Uh, Michigan, I think, right? Doesn't it, like, I think there's... I think there? who the biggest are. I know Obviously, Oregon, yeah. Washington, Colorado. North Carolina, as far as North Asheville North Carolina's goes. doing pretty well. I went to Asheville Yo, for the first fine. time back in September mm-hmm. for a buddy of mine's uh, bachelor party. And instead of strippers, it was just tons of, <laughs> breweries. of breweries just walking around and oh, perfect. just ended up stripping for one another. It was just, it got gritty. No, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool there because like in the city of Asheville, you just walk and you're, you're in a walking rate. You keep going, yeah. you know, the, while it's delicious, it's, the beer is the, the catch 22. The more beer you drink, the harder it takes well, to get why to these breweries. Great thing about Brattleboro is you can do a three brewery walking tour right downtown here. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what are the other? Uh, so we've got Whetstone Station Brewery. They're down uh, down by the river, maybe yeah. three blocks away. And then between us is uh, McNeil's Brewery, which is I think the second or third oldest brew pub in in Vermont. Wow. He's been around for a long time. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So what? I mean, when did you have your craft beer awakening? You know, uh, when did you discover question. craft yeah. beer? Uh, very early in life. So okay. I grew up in a in a family where we had wine with dinner from a young age. There you go. My dad had like a liqueur collection, so I was familiar <laughs> with kind of the breadth of what you can into get into. Interestingly enough, though, he was never really a beer guy. Okay. So I think I may have uh, at at a, too young of an age to admit the age had my first uh, Michelob Ultra. Ah, okay. <laughs> because that was in the house, and I was not a big fan. <laughs> Uh, after right after college, I actually moved to uh, Montreal for a couple of years, where the drinking age is 18. Yeah, thankfully, and that's where I got into beer. And go. Specifically, actually, almost immediately got into Belgian styles and sours because that's really they popular had, yeah, in Quebec. Had, what, what year is this? Oh, let me figure that out. Uh, that would have been about 2004, 2005. And there was there were sours. Up oh there? yeah, the, they've, they've been making sour beer in in Montreal for quite a long time. Places wow. like uh, Due to CL. Yeah. Um, uh, who's that? Um, they make Fin du Monde, uh, Unibrew, okay. a few other kind of smaller places. So they've actually kind of kept that uh, wild beer tradition that kind of came over from France and Belgium alive a, a lot more than yeah. than we have here in the States. They didn't have quite the same uh, German beer uh, command of the market. So, you know, Pilsners and Lagers are there, but yeah. you see a lot more Irish Reds, a lot more kind oh, of okay. like um, Belgian-style blondes, yeah. um, kind of at, from the, the big breweries up there, other than like, you know, Molson. But even Molson's not really 
I feel like that's what the they same said. The American Pilsner, yeah. Yeah, and I or American Lager. And are they drinking yeah. Molson up there? For sure. Okay, it's Definitely. not like a, a. I just had recently uh, Chef Dan Churchill on. We were talking. I need to bug him about Fosters because while he is Australian, <laughs> nobody, that's not nobody drinks. Nobody Foster's drinks Fosters. So yeah. you're curious, like obviously Americans yeah. drink Budweiser, yeah. sure, even though it's not even technically owned by an American company anymore. Yeah. But uh, but you know, yes, yeah, so I was curious if Molson was, you know, that was yeah, like it's a around. Go-to. It's around. So it's like our Yingling. Yeah. I feel like maybe uh, in, in, maybe. in the sense of like Yingling sure. is the oldest brewery. Yeah, you know, like yeah. that. I drink a lot of Yingling in Philly. Yeah, oh, that's man. man. I did a what gig a one time out in West Jersey, and it was like by this. We were shooting this movie by uh, I don't know what kind of let's just say a zinc mine. I don't know. And <laughs> but it was an old mining town that they still kind of did a little bit of it. But they just had this old you know bar that just you went in there and you got a frosted mug for a dollar fifty and you know full full frosted mug pint of Yingling. Oh, and I was yeah. like, wow. This is great. This is that is great. Yingling for I mean still I guess technically is but it was always like my go-to beer. Oh yeah, it's, it's yeah. definitely a baseline for yeah. me. I, yeah. I compare a lot of other beers to Yingling in terms of like base quality. Have you been to that brewery? I've actually not visited the brewery itself. I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to hate on Yingling. Oh, not yeah. the, not the, not the best tasting at the end, but as far as the tour and the history mm-hmm. behind it, really fascinating because it's like they built into like the mountain. Oh, cool. so it's like yeah perpetually cooled by the interior of the mountain and they even showed you the brick wall that they built during prohibition to hide the stuff nice and it was the i don't know if it's the only but one of the few breweries that could stay open because their their porter definitely one of their darker beers was considered medicinal oh perfect that's crazy that's how you get around the rules yeah, yeah. and i think it was just the uh, i think it was I posted it on Instagram, so I should know, but it was just the anniversary of Prohibition ending, so hey, cheers to that. Oh, cheers, absolutely. <laughs> so, we're going up to Canada, Yeah, we're drinking up there, mm-hmm. we're trying beers that we don't have here, yeah. as we're like, you know, much more easily accessible up there. So, I actually know that the very first sour beer I had, and the only beer I ever dreamed about the taste of, yeah. Rodenbach's Grand Cru was, <laughs> oh, was, the, was okay. the beer. That's a Belgian brewery that's yeah. absolutely fantastic. Uh, and the the Grand Cru is the one that you could get. And, oh, man, life-changing experience. Yeah. Actually, if you look right over there, our gallery, we, we took our staff to Belgium uh, after oh, two awesome. years of being open and got to get a private tour of uh, Rodenbach's facility. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so the, the large oak fooders there in that in that photo, that's uh, Roden, one of Rodenbach's aging facilities. Wow. Yeah, so, when I, you know, yeah. I, I started traveling abroad – about like five years ago, mm-hmm. and you know, I was like, "What am I doing? Like, I need to see." I did a cross country road trip. And I'm like, "If that's what we have to offer, like, I just have to imagine." I wasn't an isolationist by any <laughs> means, but I was just like, at this point, I was like, "I'm getting older. I'm like, you know, 27, 28 at that point, and I'm like, I need to start seeing more." Yeah. And so I did like a like a four or five week trip, and I did 15 cities. And I think the second one I just started in Paris. Yeah. Then the next one was Brussels. Oh, amazing! And yeah. I went uh, to uh, Delirium there, mm-hmm. where they have I forget how many. I drank there. <laughs> like how many? Do you remember how many beers they have on tap oh. there? And are available? I should even say I, available is a lot. Yeah, I don't it's even like a thousand, think I, got to, I think, or something like that. Beers. Something ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. And all, all fantastic. Yeah, and that's where I mean, I had, had I had had. Belgian style before, mm-hmm. before then, but like there, that became that's that that became my favorite just as far as traveling abroad. Because I mean, that's I went fun. to Germany. I mean, I've been to Ireland. You know, I did you know the Guinness Brewery. Oh, when sure. I was in Amsterdam. I did Heineken. Mm-hmm. That was that's probably the craziest brewery. I mean, Guinness is very very impressive, but yeah. Heineken it reminded me of like the beginning of Jurassic Park when they're going oh through. <laughs> they have they literally have a moment where they strap you in. And they, like, heat you up, miss you, and you're going through the process of being turned into beer. Oh, my God. And it's just like, That's dino wonderful. DNA. Like, it's just <laughs> Thanks, John Hammond. <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. Like, I was like, are those animatronic? Or the, no, those are real people. Like, <laughs> um, so I'm, do you remember, we're talking, like, what, you know, what beers you were dreaming of, but do you remember, yeah. like, the first, like, brewery you went to? Ah, that's a good question. First brewery I went to. Hmm. You know, probably was also up in in Montreal when I was there. Uh, So that would have been, there's actually some really cool local brew pubs due to CL I mentioned, but that wasn't the first one. There was actually a place called 
Benelux. Benelux that was like okay. around the corner from my apartment. That it was a fantastic little like brew pub. They had you know, two or three of their own beers on tap. Yeah. Euro style hot dogs. And I'd go there to watch um, uh, Canadians games. Yeah. Uh, and because you pay the you pay you pay the period for your beer, so your beers are one dollar in the first period, two dollars in the second period, three dollars oh, in the third period. That's just like that's Canadian dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine the deal I was getting. Yeah. Uh, so I just go there, hang out, meet some folks. That's awesome. Have a nice evening. That's the best when you find spots yeah. like that. And I can't, you know? I can't for the life of me remember a single beer I had there, but I remember enjoying every one of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for me, uh, you know, I grew up like right on the border of Jersey and New York, and there's this town, Pearl River, mm-hmm. that I think they have compared to, you know, in the area, there's like obviously the New York St. Paddy's, but then there's a huge Irish population Pearl River and they have a huge St. Paddy's every year they have a they have a uh, oh god why am I blanking on that sport right now with the scrum uh, oh rugby rugby thank you they yeah. have a big rugby match every year mm-hmm. uh, they have this one bar there the Pearl River Hotel it was just the best like even after they stopped allowing people to like smoke cigarettes it was just like <laughs> people are smoking cigarettes there it was just like <laughs> it was just like the diviest of dive bars but it was great because you made friends with the bartenders and they treated you right that's you just always be like yeah it's, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's two dollars you know <laughs> I think every Tuesday night if you wore a Hawaiian shirt any drink was half off nice. so that's now why I have like an extensive Hawaiian shirt because I can't wear the that's, same that's Hawaiian shirt every night you no know? they didn't know uh, yeah. <laughs> but in that town there was a defiant brewery mm-hmm. and that was like I was like oh there's more to beer you know than you know exotic at that point different oh, was sure. Guinness uh, Blue Moon Mm-hmm. Stella was fancy, you know. Fancy beers, sure. Even Heineken at that point. Uh, yeah, even was... Heineken. Yeah, Heineken. Yeah. Like, but you know, like, and that's what was fancy and on draft. And then, of course, you had your Budweiser, your Yingling, if you're from the Northeast, right? Uh, but that was like, I went there. I'm like, oh wow, like, there's different kinds of beers out there. And that yeah. was definitely for me, you know. I always loved those, like the regional kind of like regional lagers. Like Yingling, yeah. or like Natty Bo down like the Baltimore area. Yeah, um, they had a good Gansett, locker there. Yeah, you know, up in Maine. oh Gansett, yeah, oh, yeah. Hi there, neighbor. All right, that's fantastic. That's what Quint drinking yeah. Jaws, and he crushes the can. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah, I think that got a lot of people into craft beer. <laughs> Certainly, like the just the awareness of like, oh, there's other things yeah. than yeah. the ones I'm seeing on TV ads. It's always fascinating when you go somewhere, and I had like a Yingling hat for a while, and people were like, oh yeah, like we can't get that out. Even the first, my buddy's been up here for. I think like this is his seventh winter or something mm-hmm. like that. And right when I would get off the exit by Manchester, yeah, uh, there was you know just like a little general store kind of place, and I would go in there and I would pick up you know some beer or whatever. And I was just talking with the guy one time and said that I'm from Jersey, and mm-hmm. he's just like, "Oh, like we don't even get Yingling up here." He's like, "You bring up a case of Yingling for me, I'll trade you." Yeah. and that's like that's crazy. Even uh, someone I'm part of a pod. This this podcast is part of a podcast network called uh-huh. CageClub.me or C- Cage Club Podcast Network, and the website is CageClub.me. Uh-huh. And uh, one of the guys that ha- has a podcast on it, uh, Joe, he is a beer fanatic, and he travels. He'll fly out to like. LA for a day to go to a special event oh, to man. pick up beer and then drink it there and then if he can send it back like Philip goes out there yeah. with his empty suitcases <laughs> and he's just like I, I I'm like you have to teach me because I love traveling I love eating I love drinking I'm like he finds like deals and deals like over and over again That's and uh, I wonder I have to ask him if he's been up here because he is just a beer connoisseur and absolutely loves, yeah, loves, lots of place to be yeah yeah exactly so I mean yeah you like. You guys were coming up here frequently, and mm-hmm. you, f- you just happened to find Brattleboro. Because, again, it's not, you know, like, I came from Stratton. It's like a 40, 45-minute drive. Everything's, you know, it's spread apart up here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, we, t- we stopped in a lot of towns, and just Brattleboro had the right vibe for us. And, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a cool, it's a Started cool Started talking down cool little town. folks around town and just went from there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when it comes to sours, like, mm-hmm. what are we... What are you doing in the sense of getting people in and trying to, like, you know, educate them? Yeah. And, and what are you, like, which ones, you know, like, as, like, I mean, I think there, I, I tried to look it up. There's no word for, like, a beer sommelier, right? I think it's right. beer uh, sommelier. Is there some, like, Cicerone is kind okay. of one of them that's that's starting to take off a little bit. Yeah. And even then, like, I think for, in, in our experience, sour beer is kind of underdeveloped and underappreciated, uh-huh, um, okay. kind of especially in the American market. Yeah. It's been up and coming for the last well, about five years since we opened. Yeah. Uh, but 
even you know looking at kind of like the standard beer classification styles there's basically one category that every sour fit into until two or three years ago mm-hmm. and only now there's been sort of you know some differentiation yeah. we don't pay that much mind we make <laughs> beer that we know tastes good yeah uh, and doesn't particularly fit into style categories necessarily um but education is a huge part of what we do. Sure. You know, a lot of the beers that we're making, we you know think very hard about the packaging, the beer names, how we describe those beers is tremendously important to let people know what's going on because okay. yeah. there's so much variation in terms of that that sour beer head, and we make so many different kinds of beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to imagine yeah. someone like whether they haven't had it before or maybe aren't. You know, like some sours might be too sour for sure. them. I mean, that was the whole thing. Like, I was never, I'm, I'm still not like educated when it comes to wine. Yeah. But I really never drank it. Never like thought it was like the best thing or whatever. But then I had friends that uh, live out in the uh, North Fork of Long Island, mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of wineries there. Sure. And then, you know, it's young, so it's like a lot more. Like the whites are better, the rosés versus sure. the reds. But I, you know, we went to a winery, and I just went up and I said. Like teach me. I was like, I want to be your Padawan right now. <laughs> like you know, like what? What? I, I'm not uh, like I don't know a lot about wine. I've never particularly had a wine that I've enjo- like really enjoyed before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always used to say that wine was acquired taste, which I have not acquired yet. Which I, I now have acquired, but I definitely need to learn more. But yeah. like you know, then they were like, okay, yeah, like let me, and they gave me a rosé, and uh, you know, I'm a big burly guy that was just enjoying a nice, yeah. you know, cold rosé, and, and that was like the the journey of that. But yeah, so like when someone comes in here, because mm-hmm. you guys, you know, are specifically sour, yeah. Like what are you what are you telling them? What are you like? What are you giving to I them? I think well, I think so. Just the talking about wine is actually a great place to start because I think sour beer and wine have a lot of similar characteristics. Mm-hmm. One of the things that kind of drew me to it in the first place, the dryness, the acidity, yeah. the oak characteristics a lot of time, but also has kind of a depth and complexity of flavor that a lot of other beer doesn't. So instead of just worrying about malt and hops, you really I mean, and yeast is also an important char- flavor characteristic in a lot of beers, but a lot of you know. Even craft beers, but especially macro beers, have kind of de-emphasized the importance. You're trying to get your your fermentation flavor out of the way. Yeah. And with sour beer, that's the most one of the most important things. Sure. Yeah. The key. Is, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. you know using our mixed culture fermentation. We you know use hundreds of different microbes as opposed to one lab isolated strain. We wild harvest everything, and you know so I think one of the best ways to learn is to come here and talk to us about it. You oh, know, of course. We, yeah. we do a great job with our tasting room staff everybody there loves the beer we make and loves talking about it yeah and i found that it's really i think the other great thing is to challenge people to try something that they wouldn't normally get sure um yeah i know there's a, a lot of sour beer that i don't much care for oh really okay yeah that was gonna be quite but like... that's not the stuff that we make <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it's it is it's like because it's such a developing market then there's so many different approaches to how you're making sour beer the different microbes how you pro- like how you work with that that it, for me, even if there's other beers in that style I haven't liked, I want to try something new that somebody else yeah, is doing why not? because yeah. they might be doing something differently than the beer I didn't like. Yeah, and, or, so, and yeah. you might try something that will inspire you. Exactly. Yeah. And definitely, I think one key that we really focus on when we're brewing and especially blending is balance. Okay. Uh, is having beers that are sour and have that characteristic, but that's not their reason for being we make a beer, it's going to taste good, and we try to have sour be a component of that, not the defining feature. Yeah. So That's... it's beers that happen to be sour because of the process <laughs> that we're using yeah. and that helps support the flavors. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to trying out a new, are we calling it blend or batch or brew? Uh, depend- brew? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Any like, of those. Yeah. Like how many, is there kind of like a number of trial and errors or like what goes yeah like what, good, what is that process like? a, it kind of depends on the beers that we're making so okay. a lot of our recipes um we've developed you know over the last five or six years uh, you know chris as our brewmaster has done a lot of that kind of research on the, the, the back end before yeah. we even opened uh, but we always every batch we do is a little bit different we like to tweak things okay. change some ingredients um, one of the major things we've done over the last three or so, yeah, even like the last four years, is we've been shifting more and more heavily towards using locally grown hops. So we're really lucky that we have a hop farm that's about 20 minutes down the road oh, in wow. Northfield, Massachusetts, that is growing and making incredible products. That, that They grow varieties that are also grown out in the Northwest, where a lot of American hops come from. Mm-hmm. But even those same varieties, because of the difference in terroir, they taste different. Yeah. And so we've been really leaning in towards 
building beers around those flavors. So locally sourced and sourcing locally, working with directly with our farmers and kind of making cool stuff like that. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, that's gotta be, is there a difficulty keeping it local just in the sense that here it's seasonal versus like out in like the West coast, obviously they Mm. can farm all year long. No, actually no hops uh, hops are seasonal all pretty much wherever they're growing. There's really only Uh, one harvest season for hops and it's like a month long. So pretty short. And so, you know, those, those look at harvested and packaged hopefully for longer term storage. So we actually haven't had too much issue. And if anything, you know, we, we make some fresh beers, fresh hop beers where we can have those, you know, those hops picked and within 30 minutes be in the beer. Because I can just drive down with my car and pick them up from from the farm, like so it's about yeah. as fresh as those beers can get. Wow, well, yeah. I'm talking to a lot of people. I mean, that's that is, I think what people, I mean, people in your position want, and mm-hmm. then also then via once you're doing it, you're educating, you're telling people, and then I think that's what people. I mean, farm to table. That's it's now in our lexicon. Farm to glass. Farm to glass. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> But yeah, no. Another uh, chef I had on, uh, Robbie Felice, he was just like, "Yes, the pork you eat in my restaurant, I picked that pig out three days ago." Yeah, like that's. But I think you know, I mean, it just makes it obviously fresher in that sense too. But I think that's what people, that's yeah. what people want. But it's fun and like it, again, getting back to like the the yeast and kind yeah. of the microbes we're using that kind of define the flavors we're using. Those are all local too. Yeah. So we try to make beer that tastes like where we are. Okay. So we're yeah. using those local ingredients that have a different terroir than, you know hops from the northwest we have yeast that tastes different from even neighboring communities yeah so i think really we're excited to be making beer that it doesn't matter if you try to replicate it you can't because we're getting things that only we here can have access to which is i think the best way to be a craft brewer is to really focus on why you know making whatever beer you're making where you're making it is just as important as the product itself that's awesome yeah so as far as you, you've been open for five years, mm-hmm. like how big is your staff now? What goes into the distribution? Because so we're here in Brattleboro, but yep. you guys have another facility. Yep. That so as far about as... three or four miles down the road, uh-huh. actually maybe a little more than that. Um, about a year and a half ago, we uh, opened up a new facility, mostly for aging and packaging. So okay. all of our barrels, kind of our larger oak fooders, yeah. our canning line, that all lives you know down the road a little bit, just because where we're at here, we're kind of maxed out in the footprint we can have. Mm-hmm. Um, so we continue to brew all the beer here, but then it gets basically moved over there to get finished and then shipped out. Uh, okay. Uh, so I think as of now, we're in uh, distributing in eight different states and D.C., uh, which is pretty a pretty big footprint yeah. overall. Um, there's been tremendous growth. And how, how many beers do you have on tap now? Like, Oof, I mean, it's, it it's varies a lot. a lot. We've made a lot of I looked of at the menu, and it well, was like it has grown a lot in the so past two years. For our, for our fifth anniversary, actually, that day we finished installing a new draft system to double the size of our tap list. So we're up to 20 uh, 20 sour beers just in-house here. That's crazy. Uh, And I think we have close to 30 available in cans right now. Uh, But we rotate things very regularly, um, kind of iterate on designs and kind of play with what's, what's new and exciting to us. Yeah, and keep around our favorites. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, I mean, well, your bigger ones like like party guy, right? Yeah, like that's party like, guy. Yep. Yeah, that's... and kind of our fruited version, our party jams. Yeah. But also beer like Brattle beer. Uh, you yeah. know, you kind of had the estate version of that's yeah. one of the beers we. That was one of the very first beers we brewed. Yeah, uh, actually, and for our anniversary party, we released our Hoppy Smalls, which is like a very hoppy, locally hop session table beer, awesome. kind of like yeah. more on a saison style. That oh, was yeah. the, literally the first beer we brewed here at the brewery by accident but we loved it so much that now we, we keep on bringing it back that's uh, great i love your gym barrel oh yeah that's Saison. yeah that uh, you know that for us represents a collaboration which we do a lot with our farmers but also with our other suppliers yeah so we work with the uh, caledonia spirits um they were in hardwick now i think uh their main facilities in montpelier but we get all of our gin barrels from them okay you know local gin that i love their product yeah so tasting getting to have those barrels and knowing where those have been and how that's all moving around. It's really I love fun some to, good gin. We, 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 there's yeah. a uh, distillery in uh, Jersey City. It's called mm-hmm. Corgi Distillery. Sure. And they have this one uh, Earl Grey gin. Oh, fun. And it's dangerous because you take that and, you know, you just even have that on ice or put a little lemonade in there and you got like kind of like I'm a, a big Bergamot fan. I'm going to check this out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a good place. And it's just great because, I mean, I think on Thursdays it's like, you know, Instead of like twelve dollar cocktails, it's eight dollar cocktails. So nice. Can't be, can't beat that. You can no, put food in there and eat it. Like that's, uh, you know, obviously we're talking a lot of. 
beer, but just as far as, I mean, Vermont's food scene and just, mm-hmm. I mean, the home of Ben Jerry's. But I mean, yeah. just what goes into like, you know, you know, people always think wine and pairing, but I mean, there's yeah. a whole world of that for beer too. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. We work with a n- number of cheesemakers in the area too, not just for pairing yeah, projects, Vermont but also cheddar cheese. I mean, yeah, that's but like we make so much more than Vermont than cheddar in Vermont. Oh, of like, course, that's the great yeah, thing. It's like, yeah. there's so many small, like just as many, you know, as we have a reputation for, you know, bespoke breweries, I think we have just as, you know, top quality cheese in the area. So we work with, yeah. we work with at least three or four different cheese, uh, cheese producers in the state and do collaborations with them with like beer washed cheeses, yeah. but also on the pairing side. So it's been a tremendous part of, you know, what we love to do again, back to collaboration and, but yeah, yeah pairing, I think sour beer in particular pairs extremely well with the kind of foods that wine does. Yeah, uh, I mean, just that, lean into that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, you, yeah, it's the sweet meets, you know, savory. That's exactly. You, you can never beat that. I mean, I think it's in like ratatouille when he's having like an, <laughs> an apple or a grape and cheese. I mean, there's just an, as far as the simplicity of foods go, you can't yeah. just beat just like when you just have that perfect sweet and that perfect savory. Um, so you said you've had some sours that you haven't enjoyed. Like, is there like what makes a is it just, do you think it's just preferential or do you think there's something that makes a sour too sour? You know, just like when it comes to yeah. IPAs, sometimes you're like, this is just too hoppy. Balance know? is really what it comes down to for me. Yeah. I, I like beers that have balance and I like beers that, you know, I guess commit to their flavor profile. Mm-hmm. I found that a lot of other sours that I've had, not, I won't name any names, but <laughs> usually no, either let's get into lean this too much. people out. I don't remember. That's the problem. I can't. If I, I could if I would. Yeah. I would if I could. Uh, it's either lean just too much into just trying to make something that's sour and forget about having the rest of that palate that needs to come with that mm-hmm. to support, or the sour is an afterthought, and they have another fully formed beer that also happens to be sour that yeah. doesn't quite take advantage of what you can do with, uh, with your microbiology. So I read that you're... Um on the board of directors of Vermont's Brewers Association? I'm actually the president. You're the president? I'm the president, yeah. So you're the VP here, right? Yeah. And then the president. Yep. And the president of the Brewers Association. Yeah, so what? I, I really don't know much about that. I mean, what what goes, what, what, are, what are the dealings of the Vermont Brewers Association? I mean, we're basically, we do advocacy, um, promotion, okay. and kind of helping visibility and support for our state's brewers. So I think we've just... Either at 61 or 62 members. I don't remember uh, based wow. on the last meeting, but yeah, one of the larger ones in the country, actually. Um, I mean, I think it makes sense, obviously, one of the given best. how many fantastic breweries yeah, there so are it's in the state. Really, yeah, focused on, you know, we do a lot of legislative work, but mm-hmm. we also look for ways to help support our, you know, we're, we're all growing businesses. Yeah. Um, so business support to an extent, um, definitely helping with things like a Vermont Brewers Passport. There's an app that we have where you can basically go check into your different breweries around the state. Has oh, them all okay. on a map. Yeah. Um, and then you know you get Vermont brewery swag for going and visiting <laughs> more of uh, that's cool. More of us. Um, yeah, it's been great. I've been we've been involved since we since we opened up, and just thankfully I feel very proud that that my association trusts me to help uh, lead the way. Yeah, like like I said before, it really is a mecca for beer lovers, but there is, I mean, clearly there's a tourist destination, especially in the wintertime up yeah. here with yeah. all the mountains and everything. But I think that there is even more people, because in the end of the day, for me, from like North Jersey, you know, not too far outside of the city, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a three and a half hour drive. That's which, not bad at all. Which is not bad at no. all. So you want to do like a weekend up here, you know, you leave... Friday evening, and then you can enjoy, especially like all day Saturday, and go. You got three breweries walking distance right here. Absolutely, there's something you know, something special about that. I think so. That's why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have any uh, any breweries that like are you know besides obviously mm-hmm. Thrush that yeah. are just like just mean a lot to you that are just like some of your favorites? Oh my gosh, I, for me, you know, I think I felt more that way five or six years ago but sure. being part of this community yeah. in Vermont it's for me it's so many just the people even yeah. more than the breweries like we have such a collaborative focused really friendly helpful group of people in the state that are making beer Yeah, like I honestly can't pick favorites I have favorite beers that they make but I don't know that there's any brewery that I haven't found something I've loved about. So <laughs> it's a cheesy answer, but it's like, it's really true. No, it's, yeah, yeah. The more I feel, the more I've been here, just the more I've really gotten into that. And did you have a beard before living up here? 
You have a very, you have a I mighty did. beard. I've actually, yeah, I've had a beard since sixteen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wow. Of some sort. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, when I was a paramedic, a little bit shorter and more yeah, you don't want the, anyone grab it onto that. Yeah, uh, but this oh. this one's been yeah. It's, a, it's the winter now. time, so you need to you know. This is actually the shortest it's been in five years. Wow. Yeah, I just got married a couple weeks ago. Oh, congratulations! Or I guess a month ago now, but yeah. Oh boy, already and, forgetting. Uh, uh, I got my hair done up in a big permed mullet. I had hair down to my basically down to my chest uh, and a big perm mullet just because we got married on Halloween and oh, had a whole okay. like dress up thing. Yeah, that's fun. And I had to go run our Brewers Association annual meeting the Monday after Halloween. So I was like, oh. well, I don't really want to have a perm mullet for that. So got out my clippers and <laughs> took everything down. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, like Vermont, it's just, I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, you know, I mean, People just know it as like, well, lack of a better word, like a lot of hippies up here, mm-hmm. I guess, in that sense. But just people are kind and welcoming. Like, what does that mean to you being part of this community? Just even besides, obviously, your business is here, but just living up yeah. here now. No, it, it feels as much as like home I mean, as you're from home the Midwest. Yeah, exactly. I grew up in the That's, Midwest. Yeah. I mean, for me, it reminds me a ton of Vermont in terms of the, the culture and the community. It's just warmer and bigger hills. Yeah. That's really the, the biggest <laughs> difference that I've found. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah, up here, like New England, you know, I mean, sans Boston because there's some rough, <laughs> rough, Boston. rough people. Yeah, ba- ba- Boston, people down by the harbor. Uh, and then obviously, hey, I mean, yeah, as far as New York and Jersey City, I mean, I guess, you know, I think at the end of the day, I think it's like traffic that causes the most I think congestion so. and traffic. I like, like just space makes, and I like trees. And Vermont has a lot of both. A lot of both, exactly. <laughs> so I'm a very happy camper. Yeah, a lot of maple syrup. Oh, yeah. Have you guys done any kind of maple sour? You know, is, actually, is that possible? It is. We just haven't found one that we were happy enough with to make a, a full uh, batch of yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, it's tough. Maple's a difficult one when you're fermenting beers as dry as we do because so much of the character from the maple comes from the sweetness. Yeah, and when you ferment would, out those sugars, okay, yeah. it tastes a little bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't we haven't do- dove into that yet, but there's a lot of good maple beers around. Yeah, uh, definitely a lot of people in Vermont playing with that. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about business wise? No, I would that, like to feel like this, is, this has been great so far. Awesome. No, I'm, just, I'm feeling good. Let me just see if there's anything. I mean, we uh, make our own maple syrup here. My wife's father has a sugar shack just up the road from here. So really, you make your own? Yeah. Oh yeah. So we make. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember how many gallons. We're making probably close to 100 gallons a year, but pretty small. And that takes a lot to make that many. It does. Right? It's labor of love. It's not there for the, yeah. it's mostly for just home use. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that? Oh, God. What, I think it's on Netflix. And it's that, what series is that? It's about different crimes, and there was that big maple. Uh, the maple theft. syrup heist. Yeah. Isn't that the craziest that's thing ever? That's a great, oh, that's a fantastic like story. Like the mafia of it all, like yeah. the enforcement of the government, and then the, like, it's, I mean, it is in the way, like, prohibition dealings in, oh like. Oh, my gosh, it's just, absolutely crazy. And they filled them with water, right? And, like, the, so. the bunch, like, so many gallon drums, like, 50-gallon drums, like, like hundreds of, ga- you know. And as far as I know, they never actually found it all. No. That's crazy. It's some. It's the craziest. <laughs> like, I, I mean, you you know, we you mentioned like the gin barrels before. What uh, and then mm-hmm. the the beer that I had that was. I mean, this is special as Joan was saying. That it was the first. Yeah, like, the first beer in that in yeah. that a fresh oak uh, yeah. fresh oak barrel. Yeah. So what? I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, how many? Like, what is your barreling process? Like, what goes into choosing? Obviously, you know, the gin, you're like, oh, we want a gin yeah, flavor sure, to sure. it. But yeah, uh, it, again, it depends on the beer we're making. So we kind of know what we want the end product to be like and then work backwards from there. Okay. So a lot of times, like with a beer like, we have one called Dark at 430. Yeah. That's uh, more <laughs> like a sour stout. Yeah. And we know that that would play really well with some more, you know, red wine characteristics. Ah, so we source yeah. our barrels kind of more red wine, um, something like the gin barrel saison. It's obviously in the name. We want gin barrels for that. Um, sometimes our lighter beers will go more towards white wine barrels. Uh, this really depends. And honestly, neutral oak is just as good for us. Yeah. Um, because that's really just a, kind of a, a home for our native microflora. Yeah. So that's, at that point, is just getting that little micro-oxygenation you get in from the oak, plus a good home for our bacteria and yeast. And then we just it's not as much about the oak flavor as mm-hmm. the properties of that barrel. Uh, like, like I said, I was down in Asheville mm-hmm. a couple months ago, and so many, so many breweries. Yeah. But there's the one uh, Wicked Weed, mm-hmm. and then well, they just recently, or they no, they, they've been bought out yeah. by I forget was it Coors? I think it was Budweiser. Budweiser, because yeah. New Belgium was just purchased. Yep. By whatever Coors. Kieran actually. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. If I remember right, I think a Japanese brewery. Okay, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, you know, when I was down there, we were taking Ubers or we are talking with locals, and it was like a 50-50 split on people like, ah, they sold out. Like, you got to go to <laughs> Burial, because Burial Brewery oh, like, is like, you know, like, <laughs> they the, on the top stuff. of the pedestal, I think, yeah. just in, in the country besides even, like, as yeah. far as, I, you know, I know very little about it, but that's why I was like, I mean, they had fantastic beer. I mean, there's fantastic beer everywhere. Yeah. Like I don't like I don't necessarily know or have the palate yet to be like oh this when it comes to this kind of beer versus just yeah. knowing that I enjoy it right but yeah where are you I mean hey you're the you're you're, you're co-founder you're the VP you're brewing beer here like what where do you stand on that like as far as people's thoughts on like you know you know especially cause in this atmosphere you know is a local atmosphere too sure like yeah if, uh, it's kind of tough on yeah. the one hand. You want to make money and they give you good uh, stuff. No, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I respect their, that, that they make their own business decisions. Yeah. You know, that's that's your choice as a business owner to do that. Yeah. On the other hand, I could also, I've also seen what it does to brands and how they end up working. So I kind of feel like it It hurts me a little bit on the inside, but I don't hold it against anybody that makes that choice. Yeah. I think it's I, not a choice I'd want to have to make. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think my, yeah. fr- my friend was telling me the, the guy that we uh, uh, went for his bachelor party, he was. He, told me about the new Belgian deal and from as far as what he told me sounded like they got a pretty good deal in the sense that number one I think like everyone that worked there had like a share in it yeah, or something they're like employee that so owned, they, yeah. yeah employee owned so, so they all made out pretty well and then just as far as the deal they're just like yeah now you just have our resources right which has got to be pretty that's exciting what they tell you. that's right? what they tell you yeah well yeah that's, <laughs> exactly that's what yeah exactly there's always yeah yeah Business people in the end of the day, people just want to make money. I guess when it comes to it's that tough. that level of yeah, yeah, that's always my concern. I don't know that it's always borne out, but that's yeah. always I always keep that in the back of my mind. I always love New Belgium. They they're they've always had a really good sour program, and yeah. they've yeah. actually been an industry leader in um, sustainability and like green brewing processes. So yeah. that's you know something that we definitely take to heart here. Also, is, definitely, you know, you know that focus on sustainability is really important to what we're doing. Awesome. So yeah, hopefully, yeah. It's Vermont, hopefully that I mean, sticks yeah. around. Like that's I, I more power to them if they can do that and help spread the word. Yeah, they're they're. It felt like I was on like Google Campus when I was there. It's like the craziest, <laughs> it's really cool spot. Yeah, really cool spot. Yeah. And then even like and then Wicked Weed. Like you know what? Like after I don't know. It was after they were you know bought, mm-hmm. but like they have a separate place called the Funkatorium. Yeah. And it's all crazy sours there. Yeah. And it's you know yeah just I mean. I guess, you know, there's always a catch-22 or there's give and take, but that's, uh, but yeah, but as you said, like sustainability, that's definitely got to be, I mean, it's important everywhere now. Everyone oh, has yeah. to be much more conscious just as far as like, I know that my home town, not, not Jersey City, mm-hmm. but I think Jersey City made some law about plastic bags, but sure. now they have like thicker plastic bags that are reusable at ShopRite, okay. but it's like, but are people bringing them better? back? Yeah. Like, is that better? Like, just make it like you got to have tote bag a canvas tote bags or something yeah. like I mean, that here we have a plastic bag bin here in brattleboro okay so yeah. you either get a tote bag or you can pay for a paper bag they don't, yeah. it's like you just can't get any sort yeah. of plastic bags yeah right. what goes into what sustainability as far as brewery territory like what are you oh man what? every aspect really? <laughs> like it's, it's yeah. a lot uh so actually one of our uh one of the guys that works with us chuck is our sustainability coordinator so he, oh we got a we got a guy uh, at that position yeah we're into it actually with the brewers association we actually uh, created a sustainability committee for the state oh, wow. uh, okay, about that's great. a year ago now. Uh, so it's been kind of water is a really important part of it. Yeah. You know, brewing is a water intensive process. So, you know, it can be up to like, I don't know, the, the stats on top of my head, so I probably shouldn't try to say any, but sure. it's, it's multiple gallons of water to make one gallon of beer. Okay. And yeah. that's from the heating, just from loss, evaporation. There's just a lot of little yeah. places that, you know, you, and there's also ways to save that water. Energy is also a really important part. So we're the only brewery, uh, as far as I know, in the world that's using wood pellets. So locally sourced, sustainable oh. wood pellets for all of our process energy. Wow. You know, there's some other breweries doing other how, cool things. How'd you figure out that? Like, what was the... Oh, uh, we worked with a local steam plumber and kind of came up with a plan. That's pretty innovative. <laughs> did you guys, did you have to, like, patent something behind that? Uh, or no, it, so it was it all... Just... Actually, what we, we ended up just kind of using some repurposed home heating units huh, that okay. had the specs that we needed in terms of BTUs and kind of um, steam output. So and it's it got, been pretty cool. And got it working right away? Like, it was, yeah, it was yeah. pretty, pretty smooth process? Pretty smooth process, yeah. That's we worked good. a little bit with one of our local... Um, Efficiency Vermont that kind of helps okay. with some of the more eco business projects and actually home projects. That's got to feel good. That's yeah. like a, yeah, really cool. So every time we're doing things, even you know down to packaging, yeah, um, process every step of the way, we're looking at how to be more efficient yeah. in terms of resource utilization and 
making choices that are going to have more positive effects down the road. Yeah. You awesome. Know? Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be foodie films without a couple of food scenes. I uh, told you about them uh, beforehand. Oh, yeah. So right now we're in Vermont. We were talking maple syrup. So we're going to play the clip right now of uh, from Super Troopers. The uh, I write down the official title or name of it, but it's the chugging syrup. So we're, <laughs> we're going to play. We're going to play that clip right now. One, two, three. Do it. Oh, go girlfriend. I'm your mother. Come on, Thorny. You're losing to the rookie. It's embarrassing. Come on, rabbit. You can do it. Oh, rabbit, he's killing you. I got Thorny in front by a lot. What's the matter? Your mama didn't teach you how to chug? Come on, Thorn. Come on, Thorn. Oh. God damn it. I am all that is man. Every time. Finish it up. See, there you have it. You're doing it all wrong. You gotta open your throat, relax the jaw. Don't forget to cup the balls. And you're never gonna win with those thin little bird lips you got there. See, this guy's got these big old powerful lips. Am I correct, Thorn? So much of my authority is derived from the power right here. I am all that is man, like Thorny. Like, he is just, like, chugging down <laughs> with his beautiful brown lips as he says. <laughs> have you ever tried to do that? It's it's way harder than you I think. I can't imagine. Like you said, like, you know, as far as, I mean, you know, syrup in general is just a weird thing. But then, like, I mean, yeah, yeah like, that's got to be so sticky and then, like, almost like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe people that could do, like, sword swallowing. A little bit of a sugar high. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah that, a little. I would say so. It hits yeah, you a little exactly. bit right in the diabetes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, hey, yeah, you know, yeah. maple syrup, I mean, you can put it on a lot of things, but I guess you can chug it, too. I mean, you can. But we don't uh, wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. And you can chuck beers, but we don't want to chuck these beers. We want to sip and we want to enjoy That's good, them. yeah. No, there yeah. are definitely some beers that are for chucking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Super Troopers. I mean, I don't, know, I don't know how many movies, like, off the top of my head, like, take, take place in Vermont, but that's just, like... There's not a lot yeah. that I know of. Yeah. I know a few Let's... that were shot in Vermont. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Specifically, uh, what's it? Uh, Cider House Rules. It was oh, actually yeah. shot just about 15 minutes north of here. Wow. Yep. Great little apple. Sir Michael Caine. Absolutely. Wonderful movie. But Good it's night, you princes of, I don't know, Massachusetts. You're the kings, kings uh, of uh, New king, England. Kings of, oh gosh, oh, I wish I remembered something. it. Yeah. It's a great line. It's a great line. Out <laughs> on Long Island in the North Fork that I said I go yeah. to, there's a cider house there. I always walk in. I said, what are your rules? It's a really bad joke. (laughs) 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 But they don't allow dogs in there, so I'm like, that's one of your rules. There you go. Yeah, Uh, yeah, but Super Troopers, man. When that came out, I mean, I was in, like, early high school. That's about, yeah. I was not partaking in any... Is weed legal up here now? Uh, It's decriminalized. Yeah. You can't get it it recreationally yet in Vermont, but you can home grow. Okay. You're allowed to have some... And Massachusetts is right next door. Yeah. Are we partaking? Or is it Who, me? Yeah. Right now? Not yeah. right now. Not right now. Okay. Not, not yeah. when I'm on the radio. No, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> recording. No, not at all. No, 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 no. No, we aren't. I mean, that's, that's serious now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that was before I ever tried. But, I mean, you know, sure. that's just like one of those. I, I mean, it became such a cult classic. Oh, yeah. And just like, obviously, like stoner kind of hilarious. comedy. Hilarious. Yeah. I'm did not you, much of a comedy fan either, but that movie really, is yeah? hilarious. Yeah. I mean, do you remember like watching that for the first time? That was just like, I feel like that's a nice. I only half remember it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not going to state any reason why. I was just saying, I kind of remember having seen it once. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, it's, uh, that's just like one of those, you know, like when you get those comedies that are just so quotable. Oh, yeah. You, you know, like, I mean, you have like your Wolf Ferrell, your Jim Carrey's, but there were, there, those guys, the Broken Lizard guys were like nobodies. Yeah. You know, like and then you know they had the i mean we're definitely we're eventually going to cover beer fest on as an episode oh okay yeah you know because yeah. that's a food-centric one and club dread was a good movie but then they just recently i mean it's been so many Super years Troopers too yeah i never saw it wasn't good oh god sorry broken lizard guys that's all right oh. yeah oh and we covered one we all recovered uh slam and salmon which is a movie about uh a restaurant that's like owned by former boxer character played by the late michael clark duncan oh okay and yeah not that good <laughs> but I was like, oh, it's a restaurant Can't movie. And I watched it in high school or early yeah. college when it came out. And I remember not liking it. I'm like, maybe it'll be better now. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, and let's play second scene for you. This is Shawshank Redemption on top of the, you know, the roof of the prison. 
I'd only ask three beers apiece for each of my co-workers. <laughs> co-workers, get him. That's rich, ain't it? I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir. What are you, Jimmy, staring at? Back to work. Let's go work. And that's how it came to pass that on the second to last day of the job, the convict crew that tarred the plate factory roof in the spring of 49 wound up sitting in a row at 10 o'clock in the morning, drinking icy cold Bohemia-style beer, courtesy of the hardest screw that ever walked a turn at Shawshank State Prison. Wake up while it's cold, ladies. The colossal prick even managed to sound magnanimous. We sat and drank with the sun on our shoulders and felt like free men. Hell, we could have been tarring the roof of one of our own houses. We were the lords of all creation. As for Andy, he spent that break hunkered in the shade, a strange little smile on his face, watching us drink his beer. Is there anything soother than Morgan Freeman's voice? I don't think so. Right? I actually have a little set of headphones next to my bed. I listen to them every night. <laughs> yeah, instead of like whale noises, it's, it's Morgan Freeman. It's both. <laughs> it's raining. Morgan whale, Freeman wa- narrating Morgan Freeman is, whale voices. Is, oh, <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, he's riding with a whale. Rain. With yeah. <laughs> it's a rainy in the rain. Night. Yeah, in the rain. Uh, that's just, yeah, when I get a cold sometimes, I can do like, Andy Dufresne was my friend. Like, you know, try, <laughs> try to hit that Morgan Freeman. But uh, that is just, I mean, that came out in 94. That was like, that year was like Pulp Fiction. Forrest Gump, oh, what Shawshank year. Redemption. What, like, you know, that scene is just crazy because it's not the, it's like the real asshole prison guard. He's not the warden, but he's like that. I'm totally blanking on that actor's name. But you got Tim Robbins, Tim Robbins, who we don't know is guilty or not guilty at that point, and he's goes up to him and they're just they're tarring the roof and it's the summertime and it's besides it's prison and he's right. already had horrible experiences. <laughs> that's got to be like even though it's outdoors. That's got to be a horrible job to be doing, especially in the summertime. Oh, yeah. And he goes up and taps on his shoulders because he hears about, like, that someone left him money or whatever and says, like, I can do your taxes for you. And he's, like, about to throw him off the roof. And he's just like, no, I know you're a smart guy and, like, all, all, all that, but, like, I can do it for free. All I want is th- three uh, beers apiece for each of my coworkers. You know, the fellow inmates tarring the roof. Right. And then you just get, like, what I think is one of the most beautiful scenes. And just, you know, like, not to be, like, as a man, but, like, since they are men and Morgan Freeman in his voice is recalling it this way as the narrator and one of the mm-hmm. you know, main characters is just saying, like, you know, like, we felt like free men again. Like, what, like, sometimes beer, Simple you know, pleasures. Simple pleasures, right? Yeah. Like, just, you know, just sitting outside, you got what you got? I mean, what what river is that right over here? Is it the, oh, here the uh, uh, Connecticut. Is, uh, that Connecticut. is Connecticut, right okay, there. Connecticut. Yeah. I mean, you know, you just got beautiful. I mean, you're in Vermont. There's beautiful scenery every, everywhere. Like in the end of the day, working. Like, is there? I mean. Oh yeah, no, it gets crazy hot back in the brew house. Yeah. I remember, you know, when I was still actively one of the brewers, <laughs> at especially on you know summer days, it's 100, 110 degrees back there. And yeah. Just damp, and Vermont is a very humid place. So yeah, so we, yeah, you would grab some yeah. short fills, drive yeah. down to the river, and just go lay in the river, have a beer. There's nothing like it, right? It's yeah. just like there's something magical about Working just like hard and yeah, relax, and then just that afterwards. refreshing. Yeah, just the relaxation. The day is done, mm-hmm. and just like a cold beer. Like I said, like when I went to that place in West Jersey, that frosted. I mean, it was amazing because it was also dirt cheap. Oh yeah, but like just like <laughs> yeah, but just like yeah, we worked like a long day. You know, working in video production, they can be long days and just moving like heavy equipment around. Absolutely, and just like being like that. I think that day was like rainy, and we're just like in this place, and just like a nice cold Yingling. And yeah, yeah. Sign me up, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, last but not least, we've got our segment, gut instincts. Little speed, All right. Little speed round. So whatever kind of comes to you first. I'm ready. How long of answer you want? Short answer. I mean, what if what you know, the like, right size? Okay. Yeah. Whatever. We'll yeah. Exactly. Here. Sounds so, good. So favorite fast food. Favorite fast food burger. Burger. And yeah. We go in like a specific place. No, just, bur- just, just yeah. a good fast food burger. Yeah. Can't beat it. Go to alcoholic beverage, and you can't give a place for a beer from Hermit Thrush. I won't give a beer for because it's, it's not a, 
uh, Jim Beam on the rocks with some Angostura bitters. Oh. That was, I call it the Zach special. Uh, <laughs> our first employee actually introduced me to that. He was my roommate for a little while. Okay. That was his drink of choice. Uh, and I, it is perfect after a long yeah, day. I love some whiskey, you know, some yeah. bourbon, some scotch. That's just like oh, yeah. that. Actually, well, th- this is the first official, you know, uh, you know, brewery, like an episode mm-hmm. covering that. But when I did the Roadhouse episode with my buddy Shane, we made, uh, did we make old fashions? I think we made some old fashions. Nice. I, I drink yeah. as much scotch as I do. Yeah. Anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite childhood snack? Oh, grapes. Grapes? I think so. Green really? grapes. Green grapes? Green grapes. Okay. Sweet or savory? Sweet. Tart. Sour. Yeah. <laughs> I think it started early. Got, I've yeah. always had that sour, uh, that sour <laughs> kick to it. So we were. So our favorite childhood snack wasn't like sour patches or whatever, or I, like I was, or warheads. I was or, not a candy guy. Not candy. As much. Yeah. I mean, I, maybe I must have, but I, I definitely grapes. Yeah. Is, I, it's what came to mind. So yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I'm not questioning. It. I was just you know, there's a lot of sour candies out there. Yeah. Uh, favorite food city? Montreal. Montreal. Yep. I still have never been. Oh my gosh! It is a fantastic eating city. Yeah, I heard the bagels up there are like different than the like best. you know because I'm you know Jersey, the New York, best. Is, yeah. Oh yeah. All no, right. But that, without a doubt, they yeah. they are very different from New York bagels. Yes, that's why I heard. Yeah. Uh, but they are. I remember watching oh, man. Bourdain did a Parts Unknown episode up there. I'm like, I need to go up there. I've eaten at almost every place he went to there. That's awesome, <laughs> man. And, and you know, he's from Jersey. Yeah. When he passed away, uh, and there's, uh, there's, you know, he did a Jersey episode. Yeah. And unfortunately, he's from North Jersey, like not far from where I grew up and where I, you know, live now in Jersey City. But there's only one place on that episode he went that was in the North. It's called Hiram's. It was a hot dog uh-huh. place. And then he went to like a place, maybe one or two in Asbury. And then he went down to Atlantic City and uh, Camden to this cheesesteak place that he was like, "This is the best cheesesteak I've ever had." I'm like, "Ha ha, Philly!" Like, no, that's, sorry, that's actually school, funny. Philly. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right across the river, but you know. Uh, but yeah, but they made a uh, Bourdain food trail in New oh, Jersey for yeah, all the places in that episode. So I love going to a city that he visited. Like when I was in Budapest, uh-huh. I went to a place that oh, he had blood funny. sausages at, and I just love that about when it comes to food and drink. Just like. Going to a place and knowing someone's been there, yeah. you know, like and so seeing someone's like almost, it's you know, it's sharing an experience yeah. in a way. No, it's funny because actually, I'd been to the places that he went to before he had gone there. Oh, so that, that's like him, that's got to be like talking little, about like, the food that yeah. I that I loved. I was like, yeah. yes, yes, I've that got the same. Is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the same taste as Bourdain. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Absolutely. Favorite cuisine? Uh, Indian. I'm half Indian, so oh, okay. That, my grandma makes great Indian food. There you go. Hard that's, to beat. That's a that's a uh, one of my girlfriend's friends. Uh, he had his engagement party, and he's mm-hmm. he's Indian, and that was a whole feast. And that was oh, like you know I've had wonderful. some Indian food, but that's a cuisine I need to venture more into. Sure, I need sure. like a, a, I need a guide a, to that cuisine. You know, there's so much variation across yeah. the country. Yeah. yeah. Guilty pleasure food. Mm. This would be food. <laughs> no. For me, guilty, guilt, yeah. Coors Banquet, guilty pleasure. <laughs> I like that. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Coors Banquet. Yeah. Coors, Coors. Um, favorite condiment. Favorite condiment. Ooh, that's a tough one. Oh, mustard. Mustard. Yellow, brown, spicy. Spicy. Yeah. Granular. Something, something with some texture to it, or barbecue sauce. If it's the right barbecue mm. sauce, but mustard is probably up there. What's the last thing you ate? The last thing I ate, I had peanut butter toast for breakfast. There we go. Yeah. What would be your last meal? Last meal. And obviously, your guy includes some beverages in this. So. I mean, that's actually that is not one I've thought of. What is the last meal I would want? Huh. Something. You know what? Bread and cheese and a nice bottle of wine. Wow, keep, keep it, it simple. As, yeah, simple. Some grapes out. Yeah, oh yeah. Right? yeah, I do that. You know, on a lazy Saturday, if I don't feel like cooking, I'll just go drop down to our co-op, pick up a couple of cheeses I like. Yeah. Nice baguette. That's yeah, cheese. Maybe simplicity. Put a little charcuterie in there, a little meat. Yeah, yeah sure, exactly. For good, for good Maybe measure. Maybe some olives, just, right? Yeah, you know, just in case. <laughs> and I'll share the bottle of wine, I guess. All right. Well, you can have it your last. <laughs> it's my last meal. I'll go to the whole case. Bottle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just sit in the barrel. <laughs> uh, dine in or dine out? Depends on the place. Okay. But usually I like to dine in. Okay. 
Do you, you do you like to cook? Or you I love cooking. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's what you mean by dine in. I yeah. thought you meant like Sorry. at a restaurant. Oh, that makes sense. Then definitely dine in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, m- most nights I, I cook at home. Awesome. Yeah. Do you have like a favorite dish you like to cook? I have a lot of favorite dishes I like uh, to cook. Uh, uh, I make a lot of Indian food, uh, like yeah. my grandmother taught me. Um, I do. I don't know. Just kind of whatever I'm in the mood for. Uh, my wife is vegetarian, so I do a lot of vegetarian cooking, but it's not exclusively vegetarian. This is the part where we're like, dipping into the food section. Oh, I, <laughs> I, 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 we could have talked about food for the whole uh, hour. I, I, yeah, exactly, I love yeah. talking about it. Um, spirit food. What, 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 or, or in this case, beverage. Yeah. What do you think embodies you, your personality? Sauerkraut. Sauerkraut. Absolutely. Wow. I love, or any of those fermented things, but yeah. cabbage in particular. Yeah. Every year, we since I've moved up here, we've gone out and gone foraging for ramps. I'll make a ramp kimchi every year. Oh, uh, I try oh. to make a batch or two of sauerkraut every year because even outside of outside of brewing, I love fermenting. Yeah, like just the, the things, the fun things you can do, the flavors you get out of that are just great. I was just saying so, to my girlfriend before because yeah. we stopped at oh, what's that? Pl- it starts with a Y. It's the falafel. Yala. Yala. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, just stopped at Yala before coming yep. in here, and really good. Uh, falafel there, and just they had a couple of pickled vegetables oh, and pickled. That's yeah, one of my just, favorite spots in town. Dude, yeah, they make such their hummus is awesome. Are they kind of at least again? They're I haven't been here yeah, two about years. A, maybe about two years old. Okay, yeah. They, they've only opened that place maybe within the last year. But okay, I was gonna say I didn't remember when just walking down yeah. the street. Yeah, yeah they've actually they've been, they've been selling their hummus in the area for probably two or three years yeah. now. Good spot. Yeah, no, a good... I'm, a, I'm a big fan. You're going to the movies. Are we having any snacks or what popcorn? Are we? Popcorn, buttered, strip, buttered popcorn, real buttered popcorn. I yeah. don't like that diacetyl crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's something. Have you ever been to like an Alamo Draft House or no. any of those? So the, that's a chain that started in uh, Austin. Okay. And now they've got the closest one to me for a while was in Yonkers, New York. Yeah. Now they have one in Brooklyn. Now they're opening up one by the uh, you know One World, the you know, Trade Center in downtown, hmm. and. They have a bunch of. They try to keep it like all local breweries. Oh, cool! And it's a really cool. Like they have a full fledged bar. You could just go in there and drink out like a bar. But then yeah. they have, you know, your standard. You know, obviously, you know, movies that come out weekly. But they have special oh, events cool. too. I saw all. God, how many Rocky movies are there? <laughs> including, a lot. including it was after Creed came out, so it was literally Creed the six Creed Rockies <laughs> and then Creed. So it was. Oh my god! It was. It was. All six, because there's five Rockies, like Rocky, up to Rocky Five, then Rocky Balboa, then it was Creed. Right. And it was just like, I, I was having like a fever dream at the end. Of so was, many Rocky movies. Yeah, it was, it was a long time. That's I think we went there at like 11 alone. in the morning and left at like 1 in the morning or something. Oh my god. It was a lot. But we got like an ornament, a Christmas, Christmas oh, ornament right. with, a, with a glove on it that said Alamo Draft House. <laughs> uh, but anyway, last but not least... I use the word food in this question. Great, yep. Greatest lesson you've learned in food, but obviously that just supersedes into every, you know, food and drink. So yeah, just great. One of, or the greatest lesson you've learned. I would say trust your instincts yeah. or your palate, really. Okay. If something tastes good to you, that's because it's probably good. Okay. And if it doesn't, then figure out why and fix it. <laughs> that <laughs> like goes that. for me for cooking, for yeah. eating, for making beer. If, if, if you like it, then there's probably a reason you like it and figure out what that is and do more of that. That's a perfect answer. Yeah. I love that. That's a great, awesome. that's great advice. I can't thank you enough, Avery. That's just like, this yeah. has been great. Appreciate it, Kyle. Uh, please tell uh, the listeners, the foodies out there, where they can find you, like social media-wise, obviously, Absolutely. the location of where we are right now. Yep. We are, you can come into our tasting room in Hermit Thrush Brewery in Brattleboro, Vermont. Check us out on the web at www.hermitthrushbrewery.com or Facebook or Instagram uh, at Brattlebeer. Awesome. And we have a little catchphrase to end every episode that there's more to cut. I feel like they're just, you know, tra- oh, trans- something my grandmother always used to yeah. say. You know, the plate was getting sparse. And it's like, don't uh-huh. worry, there's more to cut. But, you know, it just it transcends into everything. So it's become like my motto, something I live by. So if you don't mind reminding the foodies out there that there's more to cut. Hey, guys, there's more to cut. Perfect. Everyone's just nailing that recently. It's just got a good... That's an easy one. (laughs) (laughs) Yummy, 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 I got love in my tummy and I feel like I'm loving you. Love you such a sweet...